All right. Welcome back. Welcome back. It is another episode of the Ace and Trey Club. I'm the Trey Club, Joshua Williams. And I'm the Ace man, Jamal Baker. And Jamal, we owe the fans an apology. We've been gone for about two weeks now. I had a birthday on the 27th of October. Then you were in New York living your best life. I'm kind of jealous because you keep living your best life without me, but I'm going to let you slide. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey, you know, I had to take my lady to New York for her birthday. How was your birthday? It's the Kobe year, right? Yeah, it's the, it is the Kobe year. No, no, yeah. So we don't do, I don't do Jordan year. I do Kobe year because Kobe's my favorite player. But I did, I had an amazing birthday. Shout out to girlfriend, family, yeah. friends, all of that. All the noobs out there was telling me happy birthday as well. I appreciate that. I appreciate everybody that said happy birthday to me for sure. But I've been yes, waiting sir. to get back to you guys here at the Ace and Trey Club, all the fans out there that's listening to us. Yeah, we back, man. We ready. We ready. But, Jamal, let's do it. I mean, two weeks is a long time. Right. So we got a lot, a lot of storylines we've missed so far. A, a lot been going on, bro. A lot, a lot has been weeks. going on. So let's first start. Let's start with some NFL trades. The, of course, these are going to be all storylines, but we're just going to run them down. NFL right. trade news. Robert Quinn goes to the Eagles from Chicago. Huge pickup for them. That hurt. That hurt. I ain't going to lie. That one hurt, though. Christian McCaffrey traded from the Panthers to the 49ers. That one hurt, too, looking at the NFC landscape. All right. TJ Hawkinson traded from Detroit to the Minnesota Vikings. Another big pickup for a sneaky good Vikings team, right? They 7-1. Seven and one, Chase, Chase Claypool traded to the Bears from the Pat from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it. Justin Fields is coming along though, so maybe maybe another weapon to help them out. And then of course our Cowboys did nothing. The Packers did nothing. So yeah, that was the end of the trades uh, trades over there. But uh, did you hear the Cowboys did try? They did try though. They did try, but I was like, once I knew Brandon Cooks was getting 18 million guaranteed next year, I was like, you know what? Let's not do that right there. He ain't yeah. worth to me 18 million for next year. I'm just gonna tell you that right now. They know if they would have paid Brandon Cooks 18 million and let Coop walk for 20, they would have been an upper in Dallas, bro. Exactly. But in other NFL news, the coach, the Colts fire head coach Frank Rick. They hired Jeff Saturday and mm-hmm. another coach with absolutely absolutely zero NFL experience. Zero. And we have not we have yet another African American coach that is probably qualified getting passed over again for a head coaching job. Just gonna point that out real quick. Oh yeah, of course. Then in NBA news, mm-hmm. Brooklyn Nets soap opera continues. It is I, you know, people say the Lakers are in shambles. I can hold that. <laughs> but, boy, the Brooklyn Nets are in complete shambles. Yeah, and it, it's always been Kyrie-centered. It's always been about him. Kyrie got the issues there for anti-Semitic stuff that he was doing. Right. He was, he's been suspended for five games. Could be longer mm-hmm. because they do have stipulations on it, which we will get into. Mm-hmm. Then on top of that, you fire Steve Nash. I mean, I, I of course I never thought he was a good coach. He shouldn't have been the coach anyways. But right, shouldn't have got the job. Another Jeff Saturday example. 
Exactly. But that's in NBA news. Then, Jamal, we have new World Series champions. Yes, sir. Dusty Baker. I hate to say it, but congratulations to the Astros. Beat the Phillies in six games. Yeah, man. It was like, I, I don't like the Phillies and I don't like the Astros, but I had to root for Dusty Baker, man. Like, he, he deserved yeah. it. He deserved one. Yeah, because he's he's been at it a while and now finally getting his chance at a at a championship that was nice to see. So shouts out to Dusty yeah. Baker for sure. Yeah. Then our last big major headline is in Brittany Grinder news, as we always say, free Brittany Grinder because it's be t- it's been too long since she's been Thank over you. there in Russia and she's still over there in Russia. But we want to make sure we don't skip over this. So while we were gone, she was denied bail on her nine year sentence. Mm-hmm. Then she and then on Tuesday, as it's Thursday as we're recording this, she was moved to a Russian penal colony on Tuesday. So now nobody even knows nobody knows where she's at now. What is how long? What is a penal colony? I'm not sure. I probably should have looked into more of that, but I think I'm not sure what they mean by a penal colony. I just know like it's somewhere where nobody has any contact with her right as of right now. Oh my god! So it's like a remote location. She just locked up. Exactly. So Damn. nobody has any contact with her right now, nor did any U.S. like officials even know that she was moved. Yeah, man. It's, it, the whole situation is just so, so sad, bro. For a vape, for a vape pen. Exactly. It, 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 it's getting to a point. At this point, Joe Biden, I'm like, whatever Russia wants and trade for it, just go ahead and do it, bro. Please, just do it, bro. You have to. So, Jamal, out of all these storylines that we've missed, what ha- what do you think has been the biggest story over our two-week break here? Man, the biggest story, I, I got to go with Kyrie, man. Because, like, my thing with Kyrie, as I said on this show, I'm a Kyrie fan. Like, all-time, one of my all-time favorite players. Mm. But if somebody say you offended them, you, you, you got to apologize. No matter the intent, you, you have to apologize. And Kyrie refused to apologize. But Jay, Jay Williams made a good point. He said the same energy that people are giving towards Kyrie, why not push that same energy to Jeff Bezos, whose company mm-hmm. is marketing the movie and profiting millions off of this movie. So mm-hmm. that's just my thoughts on that. What about you? Yeah, I'm for sure going to have to say, I mean, with the Kyrie story, it went from somebody tweeting a link about a video with right. no explanation about it. Right. Then people go and watch the video, the watch the movie or whatever, documentary, whatever the case is. Yeah. Now Kyrie's anti-Semitic. Then on top of that, you have to play basketball games, talk to media. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't apologize. Then Steve Nash gets fired on top of that. And yeah. this, this, yeah, this has just been a complete circus of the Brooklyn Nets in that organization right now. Yeah, and my thing is, there was so much excitement around the Nets in 2019. It's just the whole time has been a roller coaster, bro. Like they, nothing has materialized. Whether yeah. it be with James Harden, Ben Simmons, we don't want to talk about Ben Simmons, but <laughs> <laughs> like, the Nets are just a train wreck right now, bro. Exactly. And for me personally, with the Kyrie situation, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna be an Uncle Tom like some of these analysts have been talking about. Oh, he deserve it, da 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 all this. Oh, yeah. But let's just look at what 
so with Kyrie's suspension, let's look at the six things that he has to do to come back to the team. It's ridiculous. So according to Shams, shouts out to Shams who reported, mm-hmm. he has to apologize and condemn the movie, which he's done. Right. He has to donate $500,000 to the anti-hate causes, which he did, and they, did. they sent it back to him. Mm-hmm. He has to go through sensitivity training. Come on, man. Meet with the Anti-Defamation League and Jewish leaders. Come on, man. Meet with Joe Tossi to demonstrate understanding of anti-Semitic ways. And then on top of that, Adam Silver went to go see him as well. Like that, all of that is just, I feel like it's too much, man. Like that they, they trying to paint Kyrie to be something that he's not. After he apologized, I feel like that that was that was all he needed to do, in my opinion. An apology. And what my issue with is is as I said, like with with this whole going on, this is like basically controlling. It's honestly controlling the black man to whatever narrative that you want to present. Because you're trying to basically what they're trying to do is make an example out of Kyrie. Because I understand. Yes, I'm not. Thank you. I'm not un, I'm like, let me say, I'm not, you, every person has a right to feel how they want to feel. You have a right to say what Absolutely. you want to say, but you have to have, you have to know with what you say comes a consequence. And Kyrie didn't know, clearly he didn't know that a consequence was coming. Especially in today's, today's landscape with cancel culture and social media. It's just like, you got to be aware of what you say, man. You got to. Exactly. So my three, my three tips for all athletes out there, if you're listening. One, if you say something that, or me, like if me and Jamal go on here and say something that somebody wants us to apologize for, you just have to apologize. No matter how what you say or how you think, you have to apologize for one. You have to. I mean, that's biblical, though. If I, if you offend me, you got to apologize to me, bro. You have to apologize. The second thing, you have to delete whatever it was. Yep. You can't. You can't. You can't keep it up there for people to keep talking about it and see. You have to delete it. Yep. Then the third and last thing, just be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> there's no there's no reason to make a ruckus after the fact and all of this talking about, oh, well, I believe this and I do this and that. No, you just have to be quiet. Just let whatever it is go past it. And just have you just have to deal with it because you said it, even if you meant it, you didn't mean to. Somebody took it away and you had you had to deal with it at that point. I'm with it. I'm with you. But as I said, I'm not here to like be on Kyrie's side. I mean, I just don't I just don't think what all he has to do to get back to the team is necessary. It's too much. It's definitely over the top. Because okay, Jamal, let's take a case with let's take the Myers Leonard case, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. Now, if you don't know, Myers Leonard was playing video game. He was playing COD, I believe. He was playing Call of Duty, Warzone. Yeah. Live streaming, and everybody knows once when you're in a when you're in a heated match on COD, some things get said that you might not might not want to say. Right. Now, Myers Leonard said a anti-Semitic statement while he was playing. Call of Duty, no need to say it. If you want to go look at it, then you can go find it on your own. 
And in my opinion, what he did was way worse than what Kyrie did. Exactly. And did Myers Leonard have to do any of this? No. What no. was what happened to Myers Leonard? He was traded, and then he was he was out the league basically within seconds. Yeah. You know, and now, now nobody even bats an eye to it no more because nobody, <laughs> nobody even, nobody made a big enough ruckus when it came to Miles Leonard. But now, when it comes to Kyrie, we're looking at somebody who's getting one getting controlled in 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 whatever narrative that this is. Mm-hmm. Then you have somebody on potential of losing their job as well. On top of that, so now yeah. you're putting in a black man in the center of all media to be scrutinized and publicly shamed and you're still causing a ruckus day in and day out when when it comes to Myers Leonard you should let him basically get traded and go about his life after that there's no there's no other ruckus about Myers Leonard (laughs) that's a great point Joe it really is and I got a better one ain't nobody talking about Brett Favre stealing millions of dollars (laughs) and we just talking about Kyrie exactly we're not talking about when it comes when it comes to poor people or somebody or white people. I'm just gonna I just have to put it out there. Go ahead. We're not we're not batting the eye to none to nothing that they're talking about or nothing that they're doing. Nope. I mean, come to find out, Brett Favre is backed up by two little drug corporations that he runs <laughs> to st- to continue stealing money from poor people. Stealing. Embezzling, but because Brett Favre is white, because he is Brett Favre, all he has to do is say, "Oh no, I didn't mean, I didn't do that." Right, and that that's okay for y'all. But 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 Kyrie got to do that. Those six things you listed, like, come on, man. But Kyrie has to go from end to end, days end on media scrutiny. Everything else in between, six different things to get back on his own team that they're paying him money to be on. Yeah. Get scrutinized by every black man on ESPN, Fox Sports, whatever. All of them. Then then Shaq called him an idiot. Exactly. Nobody's on his side to even, like, uh, attempt to even – Get an understanding of where he was coming from. It's just everybody's against Kyrie, and I don't, I don't understand it, bro. It's like ever since he got into, ever since he went to, it started when he went to Brooklyn, and and he had to miss quite some time. People, people just been the media has just been against Kyrie, and I don't understand it. Yeah, well, we're gonna keep talking about this. We're running out of time here on the BGC Sports Network. This is the Ace and Trey Club. We'll be right back. Yes, sir. All right, welcome back, welcome back. This is the Ace and Trey Club. I am the Trey Club, Joseph Williams. I'm the Ace, Jamal Baker. And Jamal, where can the people find you at when they want to hear your takes, what you're doing in your life? Where can the people find you at? Yeah, man, y'all can find me on Twitter at JMB214 underscore. That's JMB214 underscore. And you guys can for sure also follow me on Twitter at Josepher, J-O-S-E-P-H-F-E-R underscore 24. Once again, that is J-O-S-E-P-H-F-E-R underscore 24. And also, before we get into the segment, I want to make sure for you guys out there that are using Twitter, 
please be careful where you're getting your news reports because now anybody can look like a verified account. Yeah. Because you can pay to get verified and make it look like you're an official account. So please yeah. make sure to be out on the lookout for that. Yeah, it's crazy out here, man. But Jamal, as we were just wrapping up our second, our first segment here, still talking about Kyrie here. Mm-hmm. So if you were if you were in Kyrie's shoes, would you have either just retire now because it's like at this point now you're kind of just like the super villain, or do you mm-hmm. just do what they say and just kind of get back on the team? If I'm Kyrie, I'm I'm definitely not gonna retire because I know I got so much to get a game and I I know how much he loved the game. I would honestly, I, I I would do, I would keep my head down and do what they say, and try to lead and try to win a championship with my team. Yeah, I, honestly, like I mean, Kyrie is still in his prime years of playing basketball, yeah. and I mean, regardless of you like it, you don't like it, you you have to do it because you right. can't be what 30, 33, 34 now or whatever, however old Kyrie is, and then. Mm-hmm. Be in the prime of your years and then retire. It's like it doesn't make any sense to do that. Yeah. So I agree. But before we get off our NBA news here, Jamal, is the start the start of the season's been happening. We're about 12, 13 games into the season. Mm-hmm. How have you looked at this season now? And what what is your biggest like surprises or what teams do you think of should have been better, ain't better yet? Or how do you think the season's just going overall? Man, so my first takeaway is the West is deep. How about how about the Jazz, bro? People thought the Jazz was gonna tank this year, and they already got ten wins. They, exactly. I think they ten and three, and so that that's my first takeaway. And they, and they play hard too. Mm-hmm. My, my second my second takeaway, you know, I gotta talk about the Lakers, man. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What in the world is going on with the Lakers? Like, what's up, bro? If you want me to be honest. I'm just gonna say it. from the start of the season, LeBron has been terrible. Let's just let's just be honest, people. LeBron has been horrible. Now he can still average 20, 25, all of that because it's in the garbage times and nobody's really playing. That's when he gets his 25s and stuff. Mm-hmm. It but his shooting is horrific. Anthony Davis shooting is horrific. Everybody's <laughs> shooting in general is horrific. Nobody can shoot. Now, the only upside is with Westbrook going to the bench, he looking like he an MVP caliber mode. Westbrook looking good. Westbrook is looking a thousand times better than being in the starting lineup. I don't know how that happens, but he's looking a thousand times better coming off the bench. So so he finally accepted the bench. I remember he didn't want to do it at first, but now he's thriving. Well, I think he knew because I think he knows because in the same sense of Carmelo, Carmelo didn't mm-hmm. thought he was too good to come off the bench, and what happened? Then he was out of the league for two, two, three years. Was so, and we already know if Westbrook didn't come off the bench, his time in the NBA was coming to a halt. It was man. <laughs> it was. So even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't like to be on the bench right now. You cannot show that to teams, especially when you're on the verge of getting traded, which I I do think he's going to get traded eventually. You think is LeBron on the block? I, cause I saw something come out earlier saying that the the uh the front office of the Lakers are 
are not on the same page on what to do with LeBron. Do you think LeBron gonna be on the block soon? I don't think so. I I don't understand why everybody. This is what I tweeted yesterday. I was like, all these analysts and reporters always know what the Lakers front office is doing, but at the same right. time, they don't know what they're doing. No idea. Because as an analyst, you can't go from saying, oh, Anthony Davis and LeBron James are on the trading block, and then, oh, the Lakers think they're going to be having the same team that they're going to have, and da 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 and nobody's getting traded. Some people are getting traded. Nobody's getting – like, you, you're going back and forth, so you really don't even know what, you, what you're talking about at, at this point. So it's just all rumors and speculation as usual. It's all rumors because everybody wants to see LeBron win another championship, even though it, his time is up winning championships. I'm sorry to tell tell y'all out there. Whoa, whoa, you think so? It, it's over for championships for LeBron. Unless he goes rise the coattails, uh, Warriors, Celtics, somebody like that. And the time, the time for LeBron to win a championship is over. I think he got one more. I don't, I don't, know think, where, I don't even think he got one more. I'm just going to be completely honest with you. So, so you don't think the Lakers are going to win the championship no time soon with LeBron? No. I think I, I'm over <laughs> the Anthony Davis, LeBron James era. I'm I'm over the fake fans wow. coming in here saying that they're real fans, the media analysts. And if one thing goes wrong, the completely the complete season's over with. Wow. Nobody, nobody looks like they want to play. I mean, they 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 can come back in games. They look like they're about to play. Then they just completely give up. So I'm just kind of like, I'm kind of over Anthony Davis and LeBron James era now. And Anthony Davis is my favorite player in the NBA right now because wow. he's, on, he's on my team. Yeah, man. I, I didn't expect to hear this. I, there's no turnaround at all. I, I didn't expect to hear, to hear that from you, man. I, really I mean, the on, honestly, before we leave this segment here, the only, only way they could turn this around, some of these bums, I'm sorry, Kendrick Nunn, <laughs> <laughs> Westbrook. Well, but wait, y'all was looking forward to Kendrick Nunn last year, right? Well, the thing is with Kendrick Nunn, he in preseason, he looked like Michael Jordan. Yeah, I remember y'all saying that. He looks like Michael Jordan in the preseason, but come 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 regular season time, he is terrible. I think he's had I think he's had five games now where he's went oh for whatever and hasn't scored a point. Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh! So that's he's virtually unplay. He's virtually unplayable. Yeah, that's terrible, horrible. I mean, Dennis Schroeder not playing yet. Thomas Bryant's not playing yet. So we really need a center at this point now because Anthony Davis is talking about he doesn't want to play the five. Yet he, he hasn't bought into playing the five, even though I he says he's better at the four. I particularly think he's better at the five, but mm-hmm. whatever. I'm just yeah. I'm like I said, I'm just over it. <laughs> okay, man. I, I'm surprised to hear that. But I got one last takeaway before okay. we leave the segment. Mm. Luca has taken that next step, man. Luca will be MVP this year. But oh, the yeah. thing with the Mavs, we we missed JB. We, we really missed that second ball handling. Then we're doing a pretty good job. But it, this is Luca's show. It really is. Yeah. And I'm like I said, I said Luca was the MVP as well. But the only thing Luca can't average thirty every night. Somebody got to help him. Exactly. Them knees gonna give up. Them knee. I seen it. We seen it a lot of times. Knees gonna give up on you, and you're not gonna be able to do what you do. Somebody yeah. got to help him. Shot gonna fall short. Uh, all of that. Like we we seen it with James Harden before. 
So exactly. We gotta make a trade, man. So yeah. So that was our NBA news. But now you know we are the weekend show. We got to get into the weekend news. Got to the college football matchup, Jamal. Yeah. We got Alabama versus Ole Miss. And TCU versus Texas, which I thought were the two biggest matchups in the in the Division One world. Yeah, man, that's crazy. Then in the HBCU world, you got J- Jackson State versus Alabama and then Should be a good one. I think Grambling got their G's back after beating Alcorn down, unfortunately. <laughs> so I'm yeah. gonna call y'all Grambling for right now versus Texas Southern. <laughs> You got FAMU versus Alabama State. Mm-hmm. And you got Prairie View and Jamal. I'm just going to say all corn beat down on them. Well, they didn't beat down on them, but they did beat them. Yeah, they did. Gonna, they did. I just, I just got to point that out to you, Jamal, real quick. Respect, respect. They did. We lost. <laughs> <laughs> we got Prairie View versus Arkansas Pine Bluff. Yeah. Now, Jamal, as we get into our college football talks here, the college playoff rankings are finally out with in a shocker. I mean, not a shocker to me because Alabama should be a four loss team. They should. But Alabama is pretty much out the playoffs now, unless some, unless something just tragically happens. Yeah. Alabama's out the playoffs now. I don't think there's a way that they can come back. No, nah, not, not, not at number nine. But Jamal. If you were making the college football playoffs right now, who would you want to see in your final four going at the end of the season? Who would I personally want to see? Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I got to keep Georgia in there. Right. I got to keep Ohio State and C.J. Stroud in there and those, and those receivers. I, I got to see them in the playoffs. And, man, as much as, as, much as I love I, – I love Michigan, bro. I like Michigan. I would keep TCU and switch Michigan with Tennessee. Cause mm-hmm. I, I just think I think Hendon Hooker is a playoff type of player, bro. Like I just want to see what they can do. So that's my top four. Yeah, if it was me, I would say Georgia for sure. Either one of those, Ohio State or Michigan, because they whoever whoever loses that game gonna gonna probably be out of the playoffs most likely. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think Ohio State gonna win that game. That's why I said Michigan. Yeah. Gonna... So one of them, then TCU. They hold it together. Dear God, please let them hold it together. I know, bro. TCU in the playoffs. TCU in the playoffs will be amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> and then, of course, I would love to see my USC Trojans get in there because we got we got a good route to get to have a have a chance at this playoff route. Who y- who y'all got? Who y'all still got? Oregon. So no, we don't play Oregon this year. But uh-huh. so our route to get in to even have a chance, we have to win out, of course. But you have to beat UCLA, another top 20 team. Then, thanks to Clemson not holding it together against Notre Dame, you beat Notre Dame at the end of the season. That might hold it together. Yeah, because Notre Dame, that's a big win. Then, you make to the Pac-12 championship game, play Oregon, who's most likely going to be there. Oh, yeah. Beat Oregon, you will have a good chance of making it to that playoff chance because UCLA, Notre Dame, and Oregon will be your last three games. Now, beat all well, three know, of those teams. That's a good chance, Jamal. 
It is. But but who who would you bump out though? TCU? I would bump out Michigan, Tennessee, because I mean they they could have USC could have a case because Tennessee won't have a SEC championship to go off of. They won't. That's a good point. Because Georgia will be there, and then either LSU or Ole Miss will be the other team from the other side. Right. You're right about that. So Georgia's the Georgia's the clear, clearly the best team in the nation, hands down. Oh yeah. So I don't see Georgia losing to anybody in the SEC this year. So now Tennessee won't have an SEC championship to go off of, which gives USC a case. Yeah. LSU has two losses already. Oh, I didn't know they had two. If they go to the SEC championship, they have to play Georgia. That's another loss. That's three. That's a, that's a loss. Yeah, you're right. So USC has a very good case. If they if this is a big if, they have to win all three <laughs> of those games and have a good case. I mean, the way you laid it out, it's it's it could be possible when you got a quarterback like Caleb Williams. You just never I mean, know. It could be possible. So I mean, geez, it could be possible. But Jamal, let's talk about it. let's. I mean, we talk about biggest surprises, biggest failures of the season. Mm-hmm. But I think there's only one clear team that's coming out as the biggest surprise, and that is them TCU Horn Frogs in Fort Worth, Texas. Man, I was so happy about TCU making the playoffs, man. I just cause, cause it's not it wasn't expected. I mean, from start to finish, they 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 can win games. They have great receivers, great quarterback. Yeah. Just a, overall, just a great team in general. So, Jamal, how would you rank this season? Like, on a scale of, like, 1 to 10, how would you rank this? For TCU? Yes, sir. Man, it's, got a, it's a 10 out of 10. What, what Sonny Dykes is doing with that program, bro, he is the king of Texas football right now just to – Step in and after Gary Patterson left, we know Gary Patterson is a legend. Just to step in and come in and get this team in the playoffs at TCU in the Big 12. Like, come on, man. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's been a while since TCU's been ranked at least in the top 10. Yeah. So for for them to just completely turn around and be in the top four, and Big 12 teams ain't really necessarily in the top four unless it's like an Oklahoma. That's pretty much it. Man, I was thinking about this the other day. Like, how do you think UT feel now that TCU is better than them? Like, TCU has always been, like, UT's little brother. Now now TCU is better than Texas. Uh, man, I don't know. If it was me, I, I, I don't know how I feel. Yeah, that's crazy. But, Jamal, we know the Heisman Trophy race is going on still. It's still mm-hmm. a couple of games left. But is it crazy for me to say that Max Duggan might be the Heisman favorite now if TCU stays undefeated? No, that's not crazy at all. I mean, personally, I I would keep it with with CJ, mm-hmm. but you, you got to throw Max in there, man, for with what he's doing. You got to. I mean, this he can run the ball, throw the ball. It. He's leading TCU back to black back to glory nine and zero. Yeah, 
You stay undefeated, make it to the playoffs when nobody thought you were even going to be there. Nobody. I mean, getting into the Heisman race would be a incredible feat for Max Duggan. Do, do you think Hendon Hooker is Hendon Hooker still your pick? Not anymore. Now that they just lost to Georgia, and if they don't get an SEC championship, I just can't see him getting that because he need he really needed that SEC championship. Yeah. To solidify it and beat Georgia because he would have beat Georgia and Alabama. He really needed that. Yeah, I agree. But now it's like I can't really give it to him because if Max Duggan stay undefeated, I have to either either give it to CJ Stroud or Max Duggan at this point now. Yeah, I I think CJ is definitely the leader in the clubhouse for what they're doing. Yeah, so but as we're running out of time here. Jamal, you know what's the next segment coming up now. Well, we've been waiting for, man. We've been waiting for. We've been itching for. You already know what segment coming up next for y'all out there listening. Oh, yeah. But we running out of time here on the BGC Sports Network. This is the Ace and Trey Club. We'll be right back. Yes, sir. All right. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Ace and Trey Club. I am the Trey Club, Joseph Williams. And I'm the ace, man, Jamal Baker. And Jamal, as we were running down our college basketball and women's and men's, let me ask mm-hmm. you this question here before we move on here. If you were to have your early Final Four prediction, Ooh. who would you put in your top four teams to end in in the men's side? Let's just do the men's side because we have a we don't have we have a limited time, so let's just do men's side. Man, side, okay. I'm going to have to have Kentucky there. Kentucky going to be there. Uh, Gonzaga got a deep, got a deep, uh, a deep experience team, so I'm going to have to go Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me think, man. Do I want to put, do I want to put Baylor in there? Yeah, I'm going to go Baylor. I'm, I'm going to put Baylor in there. Oh, okay. Then for the dark course, I'm, I'm going to throw Duke in there. I think John Shire is going to build something special. He learned from the best. I think Duke's going to slide in there. Okay. Yeah, if it was my final four, I'm I'm a UNC fan, so I want to see UNC. Are you Hubert Davis? In there. Now that you just said Kentucky, I might I might, I might, might go with Kentucky there. Kentucky Kansas. Nice, Kansas for sure. And then the other L.A. team, not my L.A. team, but UCLA, I, I, I they – you see if Amari Bailey can show out, that might be might be one to uh, watch out for. I think maybe, hopefully, but we'll see. Like I said, it is too early to predict that, anyways. But it's just a it's little way too early, bro. Yeah. But Jamal, like I said before, we left this before we got into this segment. It is the segment y'all all waiting for. They love it, man. The haters, I know y'all was waiting for this. We got to take our L to the chin. We're gonna take it. Oh yeah. But let me t- let me tell y'all right now, we're keeping the same energy though. We still six and three. We still six and three. And for y'all out there that thought I wasn't gonna say it. How about them cowboys? How about them, man? We still there. We still them boys. Now, even though we lost, I'm just gonna tell y'all that right right here, right now. <laughs> Her cousins 
or how y'all been saying Kurt Thuggin for for the last couple weeks now? Yeah. Them chains getting snatched, buddy. Snatched. That's not. He that's not happening. It's, it's not, not happening this week, bro. Bro, we know Kurt Cousins. We know what he do. I'm keeping the same energy, bro. Let me and let me tell you, Jamal, why I'm keeping the same energy here. Talk to him. Last five times the Cowboys have played the Minnesota Vikings. Guess what they record yeah. in, Jamal? Should we be undefeated, right? Not undefeated. Four and one. Oh, the that the that year. That was the that year when you had Andy Dalton. Four and one. Okay, you You're got right. one win. Last three times we was in Minnesota, we won. Just to remind yeah. y'all. Cooper Cooper Rush went up there and beat them boys. Cooper Rush went up there and beat y'all. So this is why I'm keeping the same energy. So uh, Kirk Cousins, Kurt Thuggin, we snatching we them chains, my boy. Oh, yeah, we coming. We coming for sure. And, and we mad, bro. We mad. We mad for sure. But Jamal, let's talk about being mad because I was furious. Yeah, bro. You can't lose that game like that. Now, Cowboys lose to the Aaron Rodgers-led Packers after having a bye week. Typical bye week Cowboys. Typical, man. Typical. Come on slow. Play sloppy every time they come off a bye week, as usual. Bye weeks have never helped us. It always hurt us. Exactly. Now, thing that doesn't make me mad, Jamal, it's not the fact that the Packers were on a five-game losing streak. Mm-hmm. It's not the fact that we lost. Right. It's not the fact that we had a bunch of mistakes and had the chance to win. Too many. Too many. It's not the too fact too. that the defense can't stop anybody from running the ball. Oh, my God. That's a problem. The reason why I'm at Mike McCarthy, Kellen Moore, Got to be the dumbest two individuals running a football team <laughs> in the National Football League. No, actually, let me let me not say that because you still got the Raiders, you still, you still got the Texans out there. Man, the Raiders are horrible. But they up it. there with the top two dumbest people running a team right now, what coaching the team. What do he be calling, bro? Now, Jamal, let's start. Let's start in fourth quarter now, or not even fourth Ooh. quarter. Excuse me, overtime. Yeah. Now you have a PI call missed. Oh man, that was horrible. Blade. It's it's in Green Bay, so it's gonna be missed, obviously. Yeah. So what what do what do they do? Instead of kicking a field goal, or at least attempting a field goal, they go for it. You go you hurry the tempo up and rush to the line. Five wide, Tony Pollard out in the in five wide situation. When I've been saying for years, Cowboys need to stop running five wide with running backs. That's not how it works. Yeah, what is the point of that? That never worked for us. Now, run up to the line. Instead of running the ball, on if you knew you were going to go for it, on, if you're in a fourth down situation, instead of mm-hmm. – Running the ball, what did they do, Jamal? They completely go away from that. They pass it. Nobody pass the ball twice, <laughs> and you then you lose by a field goal. That's what made me mad. Yeah, and that that's kind of where it showed where we need Zeke, not kind of where it shows where we need Zeke, man. I mean, so not even 
not even not even Zeke at that point. Because let let me let me just tell you how much Tony Pollard and then Malik Davis was averaging. Oh, Davis, boy. On on the ground. So Tony Pollard, 22 carries, 115 yards, five yards a carry. Wow. Malik Davis, five yard, five carries, 38 yards, seven yards per carry. Yeah, he was toting it. Now, Jamal, five plus five is 10, right? Right. 10 yards is a first down, right? Right. So why, why did we stop running the ball? Please explain that to me. Man, I that's what I've been saying. Remember, we were saying when that come back, keep the Cooper Rush game plan, run the ball. But when that come back, they feel like they can just toss it around and get cute. But when in reality, we are running, we are running football team. We are defensive football team. Stick to I the mean, game plan, bro. It's like the whole NFL has turned to running the ball because not it's not that many high scoring games throwing the ball that much as as compared to like the last couple years. It's not the game has changed. A lot of teams are running up, back to running the ball again. Yeah. So, look, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just saying, look around the league. It's a lot of good running backs. Exactly. So, why Keller Moore, in, in, in typical Keller Moore fashion, he thinks he's smarter than what he is. Yeah. Thinks his offense is better than what it is. He try to get too cute. Gets too cute. And the thing's... Let me put the hand. Let me put the ball in Dak's hands after he's throwing two interceptions. Granted, <laughs> I don't know why he want to pass the ball. You want to pass the ball when you have a one running back averaging five yards a carry. Yeah. Then another running back averaging seven yards a carry. Yes, Malik Davis is good. He needs to play more. Now. Jamal, before before they got to those three play, those two plays that ended our, that pretty much ended the game. Mm-hmm. Let's take a look at the let's take a look at this play now. Granted, it was a penalty, so it got called back. Jalen Tolbert offsides, clearly two yards offsides. Anybody could see that. I, mean, I was looking at the TV like, what is he doing? Does he not know he's lined up with the defense? I'm like, dude. I can see that from the TV. Then he backed up, so I thought he was going to get a false start because the ball got snapped while he was trying to back up, but they called it offside. Bro, what was that? I have no idea, but that play – Why is he in the game, though? Let's get – why is he in the game? That's a good question as well. But in that play, Jamal, let's look at this. Tony Pollard has a 14-yard rush. (laughs) And you decide to – after you see that, regardless of his offsides – false start, whatever the case may be. Your running back just got you 14 yards, and you completely decide to go away from that. Away. 14. Why would... What What are we doing? Getting cute, like Kellen Moore always try to do. Like I said, after this season, if Kellen Moore ain't gone, I don't know what to do at this point now. He, it's time to, kick the, time to kick him to the curb, send him packing, yeah, because he's terrible. Yeah. He's done. That's just it. Let him get a head coaching job. Let, let, let somebody try to take a chance on him. Like they already been trying to. Oh, no. They don't need – ain't nobody going to do that no more. He, 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 all that genius stuff y'all was throwing out there, that, that it's over with. It's a wrap. Yeah. But, Jamal, last time we was in Minnesota, as we said, Cooper, Cooper Rush, Rush led us to victory. 
Yep. We are 3-0 in the last three games at Minnesota. 4-1 in the last five games. Got that number. Now, Jamal, if the Cowboys win this game, what does that do for this team now? For the Minnesota team or the Cowboys? For the Cowboys. Man, if we win this, we are legit Super Bowl contenders. Like like you said, you, you feel like they're the best team in the league, right? Mm-hmm. So if, if we beat them, I just you got we gotta be in that conversation now. Oh, for sure. And you have to you have to get this win. There's no if ands or but about this. Yeah, we need this one. Not you not have to. Win. Yeah, because we, we got to stay in the playoffs. We third in our division right now. Especially when you have Philadelphia going out getting the Donican suit here today. Man, that's a big-time pickup for them. Then you have Odell Lurkin, who's on your radar. We get Odell, we need Odell, bro. He, he needs you, to come to Dallas. You have to make a convincing statement to have Odell say, oh, yeah, it's time. It's go time. We got to. I think this is the game we do it too. Cause last game, I wouldn't want to come play here after seeing that. Exactly. Cause I mean, literally every team, every one of our teams that's gonna keep us from winning the Super Bowl, San Francisco, they made a statement maker. They got Christian yeah. McCaffrey. Yeah. Philadelphia, they got statement maker. They got CJ Gardner Johnson from the Saints. Then you go out and get Robert Quinn from the Bears. Now you got Nadonna and Sue. Yeah, Vikings getting TJ Hawkinson. Everybody Vikings getting TJ. You got to you got to make a statement maker, especially when you when your enemies ain't doing good. Tom Brady and Rodgers, they ain't doing good. You got to have a statement maker now. You got to. It's open. It's up there. So, come Sunday, I better not see that foolishness. Man, they're gonna be about business Sunday. You hey, have to be. You have we to know be. What Kurt do. Prime time television, you have to come out ready. And we all know Kirk Cousins in prime time. Oh, yeah. No. We know no, what Kirk do. We know what I, he does. I, I wish it was Sunday night, Joe. I wish it was too, but three, three, three o'clock. We know Cowboys come at three o'clock. Yeah. It's time, it's time to get it's time to get it packing. Oh yeah. But Jamal, with the last few minutes we got here. We got a big, we got the biggest sporting event pretty much in the world going on this Sunday. It's starting up this Sunday. Yeah. All we got, and then we just mentioned we have all our international fans out there. So we do want to show y'all love. We got the World Cup starting on Sunday. I love I love the World Cup, bro. I watch it every every time, every time it comes around, I watch it. It's a great, great, great event to watch as a sporting fan, especially when you have college football about to end. It's great to have. It's fine, bro. So to kick off the World Cup, we got Qatar and Ecuador getting things started on Sunday. And then the U.S. team will play the next day after that on Monday. So we want to give our shouts out to the Team USA, and hopefully they can get to the round of 16, hopefully, here. But if they don't, it might be a disappointing statement for the for the U.S. men's team going forward and looking at how the U.S. women's team has been doing this time over the years. I've lost my partner on Zoom. Unfortunately, I think something went off on his side of things. Oh, no, he's back now. Okay, there goes Jamal now. 
hopefully he can get back within the next 30 seconds of us. Jamal, you there? Yeah, sorry for the technical difficulties. Okay, so Jamal, with the last little 20 seconds here left, who are the teams you're excited to see outside of the U.S. men's team? I'm excited to see. I know I know Germany always has a strong team. Mm-hmm. I know, you know, my boy Dirk from Germany, so I always check out what they got. Let me see. I, I want to see some teams come out the motherland, man. I don't, I don't know that who all made it, who all qualified, but I want to see the teams out of, out of Africa, bro. Yeah. And like and like I said, we run out of time here, but I always, outside the U.S. men's team, I always go for Team Nigeria, Team Ghana, the motherland. Let's get it. So, but we yeah. ran out of time here on the BGC Sports Network. This is the Ace and Trade Club. We'll be net. We'll be back next week. Happy Thanksgiving to y'all. We don't see you, so happy Thanksgiving. Yes, sir. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all.